for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Thursday, March 8th, 2012, episode 25 of Attack of the Androids over on attackoftheandroids.com. Of course, we have a full house. We might break Skype tonight. Uh, Joining me, as usual, Eric, what's up? Hey, Matt, what's going on? Joey, what's up? How we doing tonight? Jeremy, what's up? Hey, Matt, happy to be here. Seth, what's up? Hey, guys. And back from what what episode was that, Eric? Did we decide that was uh, our friend Sherwin's first time on the show? Oh, I don't even know. It's at least ten episodes ago. All right. Well, what's up, Sherwin? I'm happy to be back again. Awesome. Uh, the last time you were on, we were talking about the whole hand sent thing and just kind of privacy on on Android and and what the apps are doing and how you can kind of do a little sniffing yourself, even if you don't, uh, if you're not a developer, if you don't know code or anything like that. Uh, and, and that was really cool. Uh, this time you have brought something interesting. We'll just start the show with that. Uh, it's a security. Well, it's how would you pitch this? Okay, uh, I guess I would say it's not necessarily because the survey, like the whole purpose of the survey, is to get some feedback basically from users that are new to Android as well as seasoned users to Android and basically try to answer the question, is mobile security important to you? And depending upon the type of feedback that I might get from the survey, then I want to go forward and put together, uh, I, I don't want to say like a series of information, but like pretty much compile different things that I would be able to get an average Android user up and running. So different things like different applications or just like a checklist of sorts or like here's just some FYI, just information or what's the form this one you want this to take? Well, I, I guess I guess it's not 100% the final stuff yet, but it might. it's going to be a mixture of application, a mixture of philosophy in terms of if you're going to install an application. So I was good to read the permissions of that application and see what it's doing. A mixture of if my phone is infected, what I know is my phone is infected. There are some things I can do to look at my phone to indicate that it's infected. Once it's infected, already, what are my options? What can I do? How do I, you know, like with a regular PC, you know, you can just go ahead and wipe the computer. But if my mother phone gets infected, would she know what to do? With the information that I'm going to now provide, would it pretty much be so that, like my objective is to make that information digestible enough that a regular Android new individual ready to rock and roll with Android can pretty much just see it and eventually, you know, understand it and be able to start applying some of these things. That's really interesting. I don't think anybody's really... I mean, the people, I feel like the people that should be doing this are the people that are working at the Verizon stores or at the T-Mobile stores or whatever your carrier of choice for whatever smartphone you use happens to be. But they're almost on, on like, the, the lower end of knowing anything about any of this stuff. And maybe it's because it is their job. Like, I mean, I'm, do you care about your job? It depends what you make, I guess. It depends on the person. But 
it seems like that's the first point of contact. So are you would you think about trying to get this stuff into places like that to where, you know, the people would see it first or get it as a teaching item in uh for the store staff or something? I mean, I wasn't necessarily thinking of it from that angle. I mean, if it's something like that work that definitely be presented in that manner, but I think it's more or less of just getting it out there, getting as much individuals to pretty much, you know, feedback with different things that they're doing right now to protect themselves, some of their philosophies, and basically just bring about some awareness because as we all know right now with the widespread of um, the Android platform out there, the numbers is pretty much just climbing just about every day and becoming like when computers first become popular, everyone started using computers, but if anyone actually gets infected with someone, no one actually knew what to do. It just became like this wide open market for people to just take advantage of individuals. So I'm pretty much seeing the same thing happening right now, just what... Is it to the point that, like, Joey, how long does it take for an unpatched Windows machine, XP, on on the open internet, not behind a NAT router, just right there? How long does that take to get completely pwned? I believe the last figures I heard were either 20 minutes or two hours. Oh, really? I thought uh, it was depending like... on who you ask and what their experiences are. Jeremy, have you had any experience with that? The last figure I heard was kind of sensationalized. I, I believe I heard it is 20 minutes. I don't buy it. Um, I think it depends on, you know, how lucky or unlucky you are on the scan. I, I would I would say two hours. You know, of course, the biggie is, is are you directly connected to the web or is there some kind of NAT firewall going on in between? Right. Do you guys feel, uh, Jeremy, do you feel that this is where Android's going because of the amount of uneducated people that are, because it is a phone, but people don't really, some some of that generation might not treat it like that, so they're just infected and it's spreading? Um, I think it's going to head somewhat in that direction, but I don't think it's going to be as bad. You know, I, I obviously XP has a lot of vulnerabilities, but those are fairly sophisticated vulnerable vulnerabilities you know when i think when i think of where we are with smartphones and the infection climate i think back more like to the mid 90s and the culture of ooh, there's a new shareware app i'm going to download it right oh crap it's infected you know and i think it's more like that but at the same time that was a while ago and people didn't understand antivirus back then people didn't run it they didn't feel it was necessary and now people get that infections are out there. And while most of them probably are not running antivirus on their phones, they at least understand that these things can happen. How many times so did it, you know, they're going to see, I, I, I mean, how many times did it take for someone ahead. to get burned with a dot exe that was renamed or so I'm just thinking like the very first run in I had with this was like renaming dot exe's jot, you know, pick dot whatever and then sending it and then having a backdoor and being able to mess with computer, you know, people's stuff and but it was that was on an individual one to one basis. Like I had to actually get you to trust me and then and like I was like fourteen or fifteen when this was all happening. So it was it was like a game, you know. This wasn't real but i feel like now because i don't know the 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 amount of connectivity you have all the time and 
just what's on these devices. But I think also, don't the carriers, or not the carriers, but Google has a kill switch, Apple has a kill switch, that they can just kill apps like that. So I feel like that's a benefit that they didn't have, you know, with the old computer problems back then. I think that'll have a huge help. Well, they, you know, there's been reports that they've already done that with the map, you know, right? Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, having that capability with our phones where you didn't in the computer old computer industry side like is that going to well it seems to me like the dam the damage has probably already been done right um by the time i mean i yeah i mean it's a good thing that google can do that probably um i i don't know i mean i don't think it's i don't think it's any sort of like you know silver bullet that's gonna solve but the hey, problem sherwin like sherwin what are you there was something on the survey that said that you would notice an increase on your phone bill because a lot of this malware just sends like SMS messages and that charges your account. Like, so the damage, I mean, you'd have to catch it quickly and maybe you were out two bucks, right? But if it happened for a year, now you're out, you know, $2,000. But exactly. And that's the thing because like you might not see it as much now, even though yes, Google do does have the, uh, the bong star capability where it can scan and detect certain apps, but just like a common antivirus today they have to be a signature present first before someone can even identify it and a lot of these uh malware right now that's being written is being written in such a sophisticated matter and such a manner rather in that the regular app itself you would install it and it would look just like a standard application then it's when once it's already installed you can pretty much go out and do a call and pull down other things and so forth and it's like for most of the articles and things you're seeing, especially in like the international um, Android marketplace, like a lot of places in China, a lot of those different places over there. Like I just recently was reading about um, a semantic report that was pretty much saying that even though it was, you know, 15 cents, 30 cents messages, but if you actually infect, you know, 10,000 devices, 30,000 devices, you actually infect, you know, you can, the, Individuals behind this can easily make, you know, a good a good amount of funds pretty much, you know, within a year from doing something like this. Right. What it does the the whole crowdsource aspect have any help with that? I mean, it, when people find it, there's comments like I feel like Google, it's more than just heuristics and it's more than just virus definitions like they they use the comment system in the crowd. That's like, hey, did this do anything weird for you? Yeah, I noticed that, too. OK, now here's 10 people. Now here's 50 people. Now Google notices. Like, I, I don't, does it get a chance to spread that much before someone really picks up on it? Like, I don't think they can hide it that well. I mean, no, I don't, I don't think they hide it that well, but then it still comes down to the, the, the actual person or that who's not going through, let's say, you now someone went ahead, you know, cause everyone wants to root their phone. Everyone wants to ROM at some point in time, even though you're not doing it, Matt, but, um, uh, then, you know, there's forums, there's different places where someone is, you know, going ahead and posting out there. This thing now totally bypasses the whole Google market thing, totally bypasses all that. Someone goes ahead and installs that app. Who's going to now be there for that individual? Or if someone sees an app in the marketplace for $10, I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and do a Google search for this app. Oh, I can download it from this website for free. Who's to say that app? Someone hasn't already downloaded it decompile it, put a backdoor in there, then re-upload it online for someone oh, to get it. So 
Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't think of that. You're talking about like taking like Angry Birds and popping a back door in it and putting it back up on some other market or so. Like I didn't even think of that. I was just thinking that like when an app is made, that that's what it does. Like it, that that's interesting. Hey man, let me stop. Let me jump in for quotes for a second and ask uh, Sherwin a question. Sherwin, do you think that most of the problems are from you know pirating apps or from you know other markets? Like um, I mean that that don't maybe have quite the controls and safeguards that Google market does? Or do you think the main problems is within the Google market itself? Most of the problem is definitely not within the Google Play. It's definitely from outside because most of the articles and things that I've read is by far from other marketplaces. But at the same time, too, with GetJar that's out there in different other marketplaces that someone can go and download applications from or like uh, someone made an interesting point in the last show, you guys, uh, when you were talking about music, why pay $10 for this when you can get it online for free? Pretty much it will be the same philosophy when it comes to apps. It's like, why go to Google Marketplace or Google Play and pay two, three bucks for an app when I can just Google for the APK and download it? But, you know, you're taking a tremendous risk by doing that. I like App Brain. Yeah, that's really interesting. App brain's never done me wrong. I mean, it's go ahead, Seth. I was going to say the interesting thing about this, or maybe the good thing for Android is, I mean, you know, I would seem to me the vast majority of Android users fall into the category of people who just like sort of put a very few apps on their phone, go to the Android market, look around for a few minutes. And the people that are taking the time to like, you know, try to pirate these APKs are probably people who are a little more sophisticated, you know, technical, technologically. And maybe the ones that are installing antiviruses and things like that. Um, if you have a definition of what, like, say, Angry Birds for the, the example, it, and, and your marketplace knows that, if you add something to it, like, I, I don't understand. Is there a way to make it trick the, the heuristics into saying that, oh, that bit of code is not there. This is the same APK that was there yesterday? Or is it is it just taking time to get back there? Well to that app to scan it again. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're pretty much defining their process as far as, you know, how it's being uploaded. I'm not 100% certain about what goes on behind the scene per se, but once someone already, you know, went ahead and they backdoor an app and upload it, definitely the publisher is going to be different unless you actually compromise, you know, the publisher key or whatever it is that they're using. But in most cases, if you do a search and you're noticing the real regular publisher for Angry Birds, or you're seeing like two or three different publishers out there, you know, it would you would have to now try to go through the comments and try to see, okay, this one looks like it might be a legitimate publisher versus this other individual, and you know, it, it still comes down to does an does an average Android user even know right the possibility exists that you can get affected? The possibility exists that I should. If I see multiple publishers for an app, should that really matter to me once I'm installing? Should it matter that I should look at permissions? Like, even if someone looks at the survey or any of the information that might come out from it, and they manage to go away with one thing, I would pretty much think that you know it was it was worthwhile to some extent because now that user is slightly much more educated than they were, you know, yesterday or something. Right. So the problem is we're getting computers into the hands of the uneducated. And then people are taking advantage of that fact because people are morally just terrible. That's interesting, though, because it is adding a whole 
breadth of section of IP block, uh, you know, for all these mobile devices. And if if an infection gets going in there pretty good from all of our parents' Android phones or whatever, I, I can see that being bad for the network as a whole. It's and and individual. Well, you know, if I, if I was an app developer, Matt, I could see myself tempted to release you know versions of mine on these free markets. You know what I mean? Uh, putting just trying to put one like virus laden version out there, <laughs> so that, that you know, less people are paying for it. Don't ever, people. This is a public service announcement. Don't ever buy anything on the market from Seth. <laughs> he's selling well, what I was thinking no, I think is, if they, I think if they if they paid for it, sure. But if they're pirating it out some random, you know, like I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, let's just say some Bitcoin place. That I mean, because there's all sorts of APKs on those Bitcoin sites. I don't mess with that stuff. I, I, I don't know. I feel like if you don't support, like, ripping off, okay, here, I'm going to sound like a big hypocrite real quick, but ripping off Photoshop from Adobe is one thing. Ripping off an app that's literally $2.99, like, come on. Plus, the, the guy that, I mean, it's you're supporting this one developer, and he's going to make more cool stuff. Like, you're going to support Adobe, and they're going to keep just making half-ass, I mean, I'm sorry, Photoshop is fine, but it's such a pig, like. Come on, eight hundred dollars? Are you kidding me? I'm a student. I'm broke. No way. And so there, I, I have to make the separation between you know these kinds of programs and these kinds of programs. And I will gladly pay two ninety nine to Sherwin or some other developer that's you know pretty much in the same situation that we are, just trying to make a living. Before I'll go pay you know, $800 to this massive corporate. I mean, that, that sounds terrible, but do you get what I'm saying? Like this is going, I can reach out to them and I can say hi and they will say hi back. It's not like a big entity. I mean, I guess Rovio and stuff like that is, but I don't know. I, I, anyway, you totally killed my joke, Matt. I'm sorry. Your rant totally bisected my joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. I said I'll edit it in. I pirate everything. I was gonna say I even pirate freeware. That <laughs> you went off. I'm sorry. <laughs> it totally I just... made me look like a jerk. <laughs> For the record, <laughs> don't pirate my software. Awesome. I just have poor comedic timing. <laughs> That's fun. And I fast forward <clears throat> ads. Fair, Listen, let's get it everything. Doesn't take a lot to make Jeremy look like a jerk. <laughs> let's get everything out of the table. And I fast forward your crappy ads on all of the shows I listen to. So there. And I use ad blockers. Anyway, did you guys see Google Play? Let's shift gears a little bit. What is this? Like a ghost in the night? Just all of the sudden, let's play everything. Eric, I this this came out of like completely out of left field. And I saw this Google Play crap. My my books was updating. You know, Play every books. every stupid Google app was updating to be called Google Play insert, you know, regular name of app here. But so check and this I out. I, I, I noticed it and I, I wrote something on groovypost.com uh, about it. Just it happened like so quick and I was like a 25 cent movie rental for something. All right, cool. And then everything was like it kicked you to the screen that was like, please hold while we turn into play and and now like it works for some of the things like play music right i will play music sure i will play books Mm, 
Not so much. I will play... What's the other one? I will play Store. Mm, maybe not. I want an app that's called Doctor so I can play that. But <laughs> it's interesting. Do you think it has anything to do with any kind of like lawsuits or anything, Eric? Like, is this no, I, I think that they're just trying to rebrand themselves. As I think they're, they're, you know, they want to make this, you know, this overarching platform that they can, um, they can say, okay, this is Google. This is the full Google Apps experience. It's this Google Play experience. Play. And I just, I, I think that, I think that they need to hire, you know, maybe some better <laughs> marketers at Google because I think it's the worst name ever. <laughs> and plus, it, it's a little bit. It's a little bit of salt in the wound when I I buy Google Books. I'm not I, here I to like, play. You know, I like the selection. I'm here to work. But Google, I'm sorry, Google Playbook. Playbook. Are they going to get you know sued by by uh, Rim? Is that the Playbook? Can oh, you God. say that? Can't afford a lawsuit. <laughs> Jeremy, that is I think... cruel. Oh my God. He's right. Hey, there. I speak the truth. No, man. you're right. They can't. They can't even afford it. It might be cruel, but it's entirely right. accurate. Entirely. I agree. You know, yes, Eric. It, it, it's, it, it is a stupid name, but it's not that stupid a name. And, and here, here is, is my case study in stupid names Please. I've had. <laughs> For a week, case in none point. of us could, could – we, we, we couldn't turn on a podcast or read an article about Apple – it wasn't laying into them for the worst product name of all time. It was Am a t- I right now. And is here that we are a couple of years later? And everybody's like, "Yeah, whatever." I bet. Is it because of Mad well, TV okay. though? I feel so like Mad. I, I don't, it's not a big deal. No, I feel like Mad TV first spoofed that like before it was no, even a it was, thing. As soon as the name, because of Mad TV, we made the association to ah oh, ha ha like a tampon ha 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 like. I I don't know. That's where I first associated it from, and they did that way before it was ever a thing, right? That was old. I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe, maybe not. That's just what I thought. I, I never caught that sketch, so I, I And you still associated with oh ha, ha ha that's a tampon? Like really? Okay. Fair enough. No, I don't anymore, and that's just it, is is even though I think it was a it's stupid changed. name to start with, I think that there was a a, a group Greater logic that went into it with the knowledge that people would become desensitized to it. Yeah, it's so it's changed. We We've... apply that same logic here. Play. It might be kind of a stupid name, but at the same time, I think once we get desensitized to it, because we're all going to see it all over the place, then I think it'll work out. I just you know, I, I think we're going to, you know, play. We all want to play, right? But don't you do, does your business does your business want to play? Like doesn't your business want to get work done and and be successful? We'll play later. I feel like some of that it's everything. But my business it's, isn't using the phone. Why not? What are you using? BlackBerry RIM? <laughs> what are you doing? No, no, no. No, my, my business is can't use a phone. A person has to use the phone. Oh, no. Okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. And a person loves to play. Okay, fair enough. I do love to play. I didn't have a problem with the name. I would have preferred that they spent these, you know, development hours maybe improving some of these apps that need, you know, maybe need to catch up on some of the features. Like Google Docs apps that still wreck our doc every time I try to edit with it. (laughs) But pretty soon you won't need that because we have Chrome Beta, which had an update recently. Did it have any of you guys played with that? 
No, because I don't have ICS. Oh, is it still uh, only mm-hmm. ICS? I, I don't notice because both of the devices I have are ICS. I'm sorry. That was really pretentious sounding. I'm sorry. Seriously, though, like, really have was. any of you guys messed with this? Just me? No, I've, I've been running Chrome uh, on my Prime, and I, I think it's great. It, I never really saw a lot of the stability issues that a lot of people saw in the first couple of releases. Eric, um, Chrome beta is so much more stable than my YouTube app on the Prime, I'm just saying. That thing crashes <laughs> every time I open it. No, it's it's pretty rock solid, man. I, you, I like it. I I like that. And then it seems to be doing this uh, unless I'm you know imagining it. It you know it does the sharing of bookmarks automatically. I mean it's it's a pretty sweet experience. I really like it on the uh, you know in Android. It's really nice to have Chrome running on everything, and then being able to go on your tablet and having all of your computer's Chrome sessions like right there, and being able to pick out what web pages you want to continue looking at or anything. It's especially if you do like podcasts, like that is so key to have that there. I love it. Does your YouTube app crash, Eric, on your Prime? Just neither here nor there. I have not been able to use YouTube in months. <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm glad it's not just me. I can use YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Even without it. Two and a quarter in I can, I can, on Chrome, I can actually go to YouTube.com, and then I can use it, but the app itself uh, does not work anymore. It used to. I have to, I have to squint. Mm. Seth. If I don't squint, I can't see anything. Seth, are you with us still? What's up, Matt? We would uh, love yes, to... Yes, I totally am. I, I use Chrome, yeah. On my... my... <laughs> My CM9 touchpad, I've been using it. Um, awesome. For a while there, it wasn't working. For somehow, they did an update, and it broke the CM9 touchpad stuff. But then um, I just I did, today, actually, I downloaded one of the Nightlies and put that on my touchpad, and it's working great again. So um, I, love to, I love Chrome. It's way better than the original browser. So, yeah, people should get it if they can. Yeah, so how's, the, how's that ice cream sandwich treating you on the touchpad? So you're actually updating it to the nightlies and things like that. Yeah, I'm loving it. It's great. Um, you know, it, it was a pain with think. I think it was the Alpha One because not like no streaming video worked, and then they fixed that with Alpha Two so that YouTube and things work now and you can stream video over the internet. And then um, like originally my calendar wasn't working. I don't know, but whatever this nightly I just put on today, it seems like it's working great. So um, I'm uh, I'm loving it. Were you actually using your touchpad before this? I mean, you bought it. I just, I couldn't remember. Like, were you actually using the Palm version? Yeah, I was using it mainly as, like, to read um, Kindle books and then to use uh, the desktop streamer so that I would just stream stuff from my desktop, like Hulu and stuff, onto the the touchpad. I wasn't really using it for anything useful, you know what I mean? Whereas now, Ice Cream Sandwich makes it, you know, you can put your Gmail app on the top, you can put your calendar right up there, you can, it's it's just a really... Ice cream sandwiches, let me say this for a second on tablets. I mean, ice cream sandwich has problems, but for the power user, it is way better than an iPad. You know what I mean? Like for someone who will take the time to set it up, to get their widgets right, to get, you know, to, to get it exactly set up as they want, uh, it's pretty amazing. But it's now, not, it takes a lot of work with the iPad. You can, just, you can pick up the iPad and use it. I feel like these Android ice cream sandwich tablets, they take... They take sort of a person who cares enough to like set it up and use it, and then once that person knows it, then it's way better than iPad. Hey Seth, Seth, yeah, is it better than an iPad yeah. HD? 
Or the new iPad, you mean. The new iPad? Yeah. Is it not called the HD? Because that's just what I've heard it been called. No. Is that not? No, no it's, it's just called, the new... It's called, just the, officially, it's the new iPad. Could they keep that... The iPad 3. Could they keep that name? Or just the iPad. Can we just keep it the new iPad? That'd be awesome. And then the next one will be the new iPad 2. It'll be perfect. No, yeah, I was saying the newer no, iPad. It'll always be the new iPad, and then they will condition you to always buy the new iPad because your iPad, if it's not the new iPad, will be the crap iPad, and you'll have to go out it'll and be tell the... your children, as featured in the Oatmeal <laughs> comic, to buy another one. It'll be the cry pad, and you will just be sad forever. That's amazing. Oh, Oatmeal cool. comic is so I great. mean, someone someone had a good point on in our new new domain um one of our chats was saying that you know like they have the iMac or the MacBook Pro right they don't have like the MacBook Pro 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 they just got the MacBook Pro and basically you just identify it based on what year it is right or the specs and so they they were they were kind of guessing that this was a move towards that direction which makes that actually makes a lot at first i thought this was the stupidest thing i've ever heard and i still think it's really dumb because is the you know are they going to have just the iPhone next, and are they going to get rid of all these you know numer- n- numerals after the name and just just sort of make it the iPad, the iPhone, you know? But could you maybe I, mean, I don't know. Could you maybe stop and just make one that I can just upgrade the insides instead of having to get a whole new damn thing? Because that would be cool. Probably not, huh? We'll just throw it in the landfill with the rest of them. It's fine. Well, except the key, they're going to have new screen. Far too convenient. I mean, the iPad screen actually looks pretty sweet. I kind of want to. I really want to see one. I kind of want that with Super IPS Plus on a new Prime. That's what I want. Although you know, it's really interesting. People are saying this is a quad core. You know what I mean? Or I mean, there are there are some people, but you know, it's really a dual core chip with with four GPUs on. Before the show, um, I saw an article, and I'm trying to find it. Where in, uh, I think in Apple's marketing, they said that the that the chip inside of the new iPad is like a certain times faster than four times. It's, it's four, four times, times faster than the Tiger three. Yeah. And um, exactly. it sounds like Nvidia is starting to call them on it to say, you know, show us the data that actually says that shows that it actually is four times faster. And, and, and Nvidia also really a statement that said like they're already pre-ordered one so they can do their own test, <laughs> release the data. So they're like, yeah, we're checking this as soon as we can. We've already ordered it. <laughs> That's brilliant. Which, which is actually pretty, it's pretty ballsy in their part, you know what I mean? Because it's like, not only are they questioning it, they're like, yeah, we're so confident that that's a lie that we are publicly stating that we're doing it ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, what um, are they? They're gonna anyway, get it. Like they'll send it back to them with Android on it, with Quadrant, with like a fat three thousand <laughs> score or something like this, guys. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's that's interesting. It'll be interesting. I think, if nothing else, Apple's just going to be like, don't make us sue you again. Like, we still have patents. We still will sue you. I mean, we still are suing you, you currently, know, but we will sue you again. And There's probably some random benchmark that they have <laughs> where the you know the Apple's four times faster, but it's like one random one. In a complete no vacuum? Or it's like an internal benchmark or something. That yeah, just I'm sure they wrote it. At like GPU or something. at five degrees Celsius in a vacuum just like yeah. spinning. Well, they probably have something, but I think NVIDIA is, is probably justified in saying, show us, a, show us something that actually matters. And I just you know want to... I mean? like, show us, 
I, I just want to say that like we we make fun of of Android devices just as much. So don't don't like write in and be like, oh, you guys are totally hating on the new iPad. Like, no, I, I hated on my Transformer Prime for like the first three months I've had it. So I think we're allowed. Well, we're not hating on the, we're hating on Apple's marketing right now without, well, without I, giving a little more information. You sure. Know what I mean? like, sure. Whatever you think about, I'm hating their lies. I mean, I think the. Well, I think I think that this new iPad actually makes a lot of sense for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, I think that if you are someone who's really, if you're like um, someone who, like a business person who's selling stuff based on photography or something like that, like if you're, if you are a photo, you know, photographer or if you're someone like maybe a real estate agent or something and you need high pixel resolution to show your, you know, or, or maybe let's say, let's say a plastic surgeon or a dentist or something where they're showing, um, trying to people pictures of teeth or new faces or stuff like that. They're trying to sell people based on pictures. I can see this being really useful. Sure. Um, or there's, the, I think there's a lot, a lot of people that would really like this. It would be seems like a pretty decent upgrade to me. Um, not like astounding, I, I, but what I do we expect these days? What, Jeremy? Well, and, and that's I have I have, I have two two comments, and the, the first is as much as I've publicly been been bashing Apple for the lack of substantial upgrades here, I also need to give them credit because the iPad, the original. They got it right. Like they hit it out the gate. It's not like the iPhone or, or any other consumer electronic device that I can think of that locked it down so well with the first iteration. That thing had people there's like a, skipping over themselves trying to put something out that was anywhere close to it. Like they set the bar and it right. stayed forever. Like just now we're right. getting Android devices that keep up with it. It's it's crazy. Right. But the the second thing, and and now with the higher resolution, I, I have this this um, incredibly minimalist fa- fantasy of having like as little stuff as possible. How can I live my life with fewer things? And sometimes I play these mental games. And how far can I take that? With the new iPad, the resolution is good enough that if I was willing to make some concessions, that could really, honestly, could be my computer, my television, and really all of my media in one thing. And that's, that's pretty heavy. If you think about that, you know, take, take it, dock it, you know, now I got a keyboard. Now it's my computer. I mean, obviously there are a lot of limitations, which is why I wouldn't do that, but there isn't anything else that comes that close. And then make one of those of which the insides, I can constantly always upgrade forever. And then I will be happy. Good idea, Jeremy. Thanks. All right. Uh, moving on. Do you guys use any games that are created by Glue Mobile at all? Are, are you guys familiar with that? What do they make? Glue Mobile is that I one game recognize. I uh, on that that top five games I was playing like a few weeks ago. I wrote they made a couple. I think they made one of those games. Let me, let me pull it up real quick. But um, anyway, they were one of the developers that's been working with Android. Uh, like at the onset, pretty much, and there's an interesting article that they're they're one of the first that are adding this new Android APK expansion file technology to Android games, and I would just I thought that was really interesting. I've been noticing a lot of Wi-Fi only downloads. Um, they make Contract Killer, they make uh, Zombies, CK Zombies, Frontline Commando, they make all those cool games. So 
Um, they say by adding Android APK expansion file technology to Glue Games on Android, we're eliminating the existing dual-step download process for our high-production value games. So when you download a game from the market, right, you download it's real quick, and then when you hit to play the game, it says, hold on, <laughs> I have to connect and download mm, anywhere between two to 500 megabytes worth of game, and then you can play it. So this just set it down. Don't let the screen turn off. I, I think they've gotten past that, but when it first happened, like if your screen turned off, you'd have to start the download over again. So annoying. But so they're working to, you know, make that, uh, to, to make that a little less... God, this sucks. But the games are worth it. Like they're they're really fun games if you're into free games like that. But I don't like the the whole if you want to get further you have to pay money thing. How about just let me be good at the game and get headshots all day and that's all. Anyway, I recently started and I think at least it now allows uh, what I would say it would give developers now the flexibility to get to create the whole you know a whole different class of games now instead of just being limited to the constraint before what was it like uh was it a hundred megs or was it less than that i can't remember the exact number they were limited to at first before the the two gigs or how much options they're giving them now so i think it you know it, it can be beneficial to us in the end that's really interesting and yeah i mean if you can do it with this like you can you could use that to download all sorts of interesting add-ons and bits and pieces for your app that that wasn't you know included at the offset because of space constraints which allows them to do even more with their applications the more code you can have the more functionality that's cool you might even see more expensive games in the marketplace now as opposed to the average <laughs> five i don't know all the game how much it is i i'm gonna say riptide gp set the bar full console game 299 that's it sorry what what is the name of that game riptide gp it was one that came with the prime in the tegra market but it, it, the demo came with it, and it, it's just amazing. It's full console quality. It was like one of the first console quality. I think it's the only, isn't it, at this point still, uh, for the for the Prime. But you plug it into an HDMI th- to like a 50-inch, and it's just like playing your Wii or your Xbox 360. It's crazy. Oh, it's basically a tablet-only game then. Uh, I don't know. Does your phone have a Tegra 3 in oh, it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. I got to do a core to buy on it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they if they play on anything other. Eric, do you know those only play on Tegra chip game or Tegra? Blah, 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 right. The Tegra's own stuff. Yeah. <laughs> when you say it like that, I just kind of like okay, I answered the question. Thank you. No, no, no. I think there's some. I I really don't go in there too often. But the last time I looked, I think there are some games that are exclusive. Um, but there are some that you can get. Just in the market. Because Riptide, when I bought Riptide GP, I bought it in the market. It wasn't in the Tegra zone that I bought it. It was that, that's where the demo was. But I, yeah, I think they're just featuring like games that, uh, that work really well with the, with the Tegras. So I, I, I don't think it really matters for most of them, if not all of them, if you have a Tegra or not. But if you do, it will work a lot better. Right. Do you guys want to talk about, this isn't really Android, but it has to do with Android, kind of, because we use our devices on Wi-Fi. Did you see this article on Gizmodo that says the wireless... The thing we've talked about was Android. I know, that's fine. Wireless data can move a thousand times Sorry. faster thanks to frequency combs. Did you guys 
See that like can you imagine why wireless data just like LTE is pretty fast if you are in a place that has it or travel to a place that has it. Could you imagine that like a thousand times faster? I could. That'd be awesome. That'd be sweet. I don't know. The article still loading. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, the 4G connection pumping through your new iPad may seem lightning yeah, quick. They're still loaded. <laughs> there you go. Compared to 3G, but LTE flows about as fast as old glass in the face of the terahertz bandwidth. This is at the University of Pittsburgh. They're studying it. Uh, they say current radio frequency technologies are limited to operating on the gigahertz range. However, a team led by physics and chemistry professor Horvo P-Tech has demonstrated a method of transmitting data in a portion of spectrum a magnitude higher, operating between infrared and microwave light. That's really cool. Because there's all sorts of frequencies that like, we're not even messing with for sending information. And if you can use that, I mean, it would be a lot higher bandwidth, right? Because it's further up the spectrum. Is that how that works? Physics majors? So they made... Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Exactly so, how it works. Thank you, Eric. Physics major Eric. So they made uh, this thing, a, a frequency comb that spans more than 100 uh, terahertz bandwidth by exciting a coherent collective of atomic motions, oscillations, in a semiconductor silicon crystal. That's really crazy. Uh, they got oscillations of 15.6 terahertz. Not directly related to that, but what this reminds me of somewhat is... Um... The Wi-Fi Direct feature with the new Android uh, 4.0 platform. Have you no, been reading about that? I think it might have been released. The API probably was released sometime in last November. Basically, it allows for um, 4.0 or later devices with appropriate hardware to connect directly to each other. So instead of using Bluetooth, if you pretty much want to share files or something like that, you can within a large within a, a wide range, two Android devices can pretty much create like their own ad hoc network and use the Wi-Fi direct feature to connect, share files, share, you know, music, whatever you want. So that's what that's for, huh? I saw that in my settings. I was like, what does that do? And I just never, every time I thought about it, I never Googled it and just, I was like, oh, it doesn't do anything. Okay. Yeah, you should. That's really interesting. check it out between your, uh, I probably should, your huh? tablet and your, I guess, your other device. Yeah, the phone, the Nexus has it, and then I think the tablet has it. So then, huh, I'll have to write about that. That's interesting. What are the speed caps on that? Try to see what type of speed. Oh, yeah, I'm not 100% certain about the speed caps. I was just reading the API from the Android developer blog, some of the settings they were referring to it, but I pretty much don't have a phone that supports that right now to test it out, but it would be interesting to actually see you know, the range you can get from it if you leave one device in one room and the other one, I'm sure you get more range than an average Bluetooth, but the right. speed for sure, I know it has to be faster. Yeah, Bluetooth speeds are terrible yeah. when trying to tether. Huh, off to yeah, test that really, out. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I like this because I've been, like, I recent, of recent uh, I've been transferring files via Bluetooth. Um, like, if I can't get an app on, you know, if I can't get Grand Theft Auto on my tablet, I download it on my phone, and then I just, you know, back it force up with it? titanium and shoot it over to my tablet. <laughs> nice. Just force it. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's easier if I could just do it wirelessly, and, you know, that's, it's faster than Bluetooth. I've been using compelling. my network and my desktop computer hard drive. Like, I will put something there, and then I will go there with the other device and get it and copy it back. Like, that's the worst way to do it, but... <laughs> 
it works. I don't know. I'll have to try it with this. I'm so this. spoiled. I know, right? Such... Like I have to touch. I have to touch a second device. Oh, that's so weird. God, couldn't you just put it over here? Why does it have to do it that way? It's so annoying. God, my time is so important. <laughs> oh man, what else you guys want to talk about? This is. Uh, I thought that was interesting because all of our devices connect that way. So if they could make that faster, that would be fantastic. Verizon. You know what? Honestly, hold on. Honestly, I will be happy if you just give me the speeds that you advertise. You don't even need terahertz, okay? How about I just get my 5 megabit 3G or when you figure out how to get 4G through these mountains, then I will be happy. Just just do that. I don't need terahertz. I'm not greedy. I'm not a greedy man, guys. I'm not. What do you think about this HTC One X? Hey, here's something. Here's something now. Oh man, here one's like here's something that I'm talking about. Okay. So it, I, um, this isn't again. This isn't Android related, but it's definitely <laughs> smartphone related. So it's going to affect Android. Who cares? No, no, this will affect Android. Okay. Um, at Mobile at Mobile World Congress, uh, Nokia. Did you guys see this or not? They released a phone that had a 41 megapixel sensor. Yes, I saw that. And then they 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 promptly said, "Does anybody have a large SD card?" And everyone was like, "No, sorry." <laughs> no. It downscales to I think it's eight. It downs it right. downsamples to eight megapixels. Right, but the more well, pixels you, can... you start with, the better your downscale will become. Is the idea? Well, it's apparently In you theory. can choose. In theory, you can choose whatever you want. So you can. It has the option to still keep the full forty-one so you megapixel can have, frame if you want to keep it. You can have your full forty-one megapixel picture. Seriously? Well, yeah, but it's a circle, so it's kind of weird. So because it's a circular, <laughs> I mean, a center apparently. Huh. So I think like I think the normal, you know, like four by six ratio, or two by three ratio, is, is um thirty-five megapixel or something like that. If you wanted it, I forget what it is. I mean. This is exactly then, yeah. what we need. We need we need well, people but, with forty one megapixel Facebook pictures. <laughs> Could no, you imagine? Be timeline too. Could you imagine this? No, it, here's my ultrasound. <laughs> forty one megapixels. Well, uh, the interesting part is that you know Nokia is claiming that this is going to solve the zoom problem on smartphones, right? Because what you do is then you just you just keep an eight megapixel chunk out of this you know huge thing, so it can zoom in. You know, there were some examples of people like zooming in across the room almost from Mobile World Congress. You know, um, I think Elop posted something like that. And so I mean, that's just kind of interesting. It'll be interesting to see if this technology, if Android is interested in it at all. I mean, there's obviously a lot of problems with it, right? But it's sort of a, if it's done right, I could think this could be really interesting. Uh, I'm wondering if um, it might be interesting to just have a, a couple seconds to talk about whether we think cameras are enough to cause people to you know, buy smartphones or change platforms or, you know what I mean? Like if, I don't think let's say it's, for instance, you know, Windows phone, let's say Windows phone, you know, Sun releases all these, all their phones now have this, you know, 41 megapixel sensor on it. Okay. Can I preface, um, can I all, preface that by saying, I think if it doesn't happen soon, people are going to be locked into their perspective. Like you're, we're with Google and Android and they're with Apple and that, because that's where all our stuff is. And I think if Microsoft doesn't jump in there soon enough, they're not going to have any more people other than our parents to play with their cool new phones. So just preface that by saying that, and then I, I think I don't think it's enough to make you jump. 
a camera. I can go buy a real camera if I really am that worried about yeah. it. The pictures I've uploaded on Google Plus that are all taken and edited with the Galaxy Nexus, I get comments like, wow, that's like a postcard. And granted, a lot of it is where I live because I live in northwest Montana, so I have postcards everywhere. But like, it, it's a nice camera for that. And I wouldn't be like, ooh, I better go get this iPhone because the camera's better. I would just be like, ooh, I'm going to go get my camera camera because the camera is better, uh, although, but I'm not worried about it because um, it's good enough. I think there's a significant population, you know, significant portion of the population that has chosen the iPhone for us because it has such an amazing camera. Well, you know, it just hands down beats anything Android has. I think right? that's I just mean, what uh, they say. That's not really the reason they're liars. All right. Well, <laughs> it's just interesting. That, I, mean, I mean, would you change it, but your I whole this would be an interesting development to see? That if just, Windows Phone comes out with a camera that blows away anything else, that doesn't seem um, feasible to me. It's it's if it was just a camera, then sure. But there's it's so many other things, and just because the camera is nice, yeah. everything else it does is terrible. And I I can't see yeah. shifting everything. If you've been on well, it for at least three or four years, like a lot of us have, I can't see shifting to the other side yeah. unless Google came out and did something just completely evil. Like they would have to sell everything I have on their cloud to China or, you know, like something massively yeah. evil to where I'm like, okay, I'm going back to my Windows phone. You know, it, it would it would have well, to be you know, pretty epic. Well, just the same thing. I mean, that's not quite fair to say Windows phone is terrible. Windows phone is actually pretty No, pretty I'm good. saying my Windows phone is terrible because it's an XV6900. It's a Windows mobile 5.1. That's why. Oh, but that's it's not Windows saying. phone. It's not no, like no, Tango no, or something. Not at like all. Not at all. Yeah, okay. Because well, that's actually, I mean, those are pretty, I mean, I, I mean, I like Android. It's, I think it's better, but I'm sure their new ones are certainly great. A, a competitor. I'm sure they're good. fantastic. It's too little too late for yeah. people like me, I think, just because well, we anyways, already... I thought this, I thought this image sensor thing was worth talking about for a second. Does it, does it make it... Yeah, Eric. I was going to switch topics. Go ahead. Well, I was just, it, does it make it that big of a difference? Can you, can your human eyes... And your hair tell the difference between pictures once they're compressed and on the web. Are you printing out billboards? No, it's about. In my opinion, it's mostly about zooming. You mean if you wanted to zoom? Get but closer. I <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm not a fan of <laughs> zooming on a phone. That's. I mean, if I want to zoom, I'll get my real camera and my telephoto. You know. All right, Eric, shift gears, please. Yeah, I, since Seth is our resident phone expert, and I'm, I'm just curious. Have you seen the 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 pictures of this HTC One X? I mean, I know we've been bashing it for like the past couple of weeks, or at least I have. But I'm wondering, like, if you when you sit there and look at it, do you still think it, you know, it's not oh, that good? Or no, do you I, like no, no, it? no, no. I think the One X actually looks nice. It's a really? big Droid X. It, yeah, I don't, I don't have any problem with the One X. I don't think it's like, I don't think it's amazing. I think it's just sort of like, sort of standardish. But I think that they HD definitely stepped up their game. <laughs> Um, compared to uh, what was the resound you know, or something like that, which is sort of their, you know, their look flagship at, phone right now. Look at the pictures on the Android Central HTC One X video preview. It's curved like a Galaxy Nexus. It's chin like a Droid X. It's got a white bezel like an iPad. <laughs> and it is it is a pretty device, but... I think that's what's doing it, is it's the color. It's the white bezel right? it's that the I look white. at. It, and yeah. I feel like I'm looking at one of those, like my beige computer from back in the day it's a pretty device i don't don't like the color you don't like it well i think it comes in black too though well no it's what i'm I'm so is that a 
is that a case or is that how the phone is that the phone itself with the oh, white no, and the, the black the yeah no that's not a case that's the phone, phone. so the phone is white around if, if for you guys just listening the phone is white around the edges and then it's black inside where the screen is and where the HTC is on the bezel and then your soft buttons on the bottom it, it's pretty I don't I don't know it's big it looks big and unless well, this guy's hand is just really tiny I don't know no it, it is big it is big but Eric I, I think I think mostly what I'm talking about is like form factor of like size, right? Like it's thinner, it's the bezel's not huge anymore. I mean, it's got a nice big screen on it. I, I just think it's a lot nicer than the Resound was. It reminds uh, me of the and then I My problem with it is though is that in the U.S. it's coming with a dual core, which is still. I mean, I know it's nothing to slouch at, but when you know when Europe gets the quad core and we have to sell for the dual core without the E, that's a little bit frustrating to me. I saw uh, an article. I understand that there's nothing HTC could do because Nvidia doesn't have those out right now. But is it because of the LTE conflict that we talked about last time? Right. Well, yeah, they're they're fixing it, right? I mean, they're working on it. They said they'll take. They've actually there was actually a couple interviews where they said, "Yeah, we realize it's a problem. We realize we're behind, or you know, in this area." And I think they said something like six months, five to six months, or something like that. I think they said that. I saw an interesting um, so, article that said uh, it was about the processors in the phones and like for a mobile device, where where's that? Where's the sweet spot between you know battery life and how fast you need to be able to run apps? Like, what's the bottleneck at speeds that you can run apps? Like, is it, are we there with the quad core or not yet? Like a quad core I, I, should I don't last you for. That. I do know though that I don't. I don't think it has to be this. You know. Battery versus well, cores. no, not necessarily. I mean, like I'm just because the the Tegra is showing us that you can have a companion core, you can do a little different things, you know. And and in my opinion, like if you why not have four cores? If you want to run the best game, you know, especially with the new iPad HD. I mean, it's, excuse me, I apologize. The new iPad, <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. You know, if game developers start developing for that, which they will. So right? is it like, just games though? Game developers then. Was that? Is it just games that are taking? I mean, my my regular yeah. Evernote's not yeah, taking else, advantage of my quad core. You know, like it seems unnecessary. Quad core for is games, right? right? And that's or cool. Video, for, maybe if you're like doing heavy video editing, I don't know what you'd be doing heavy video editing on your on your on your Transformer Prime with. Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> or HTC One, I don't know what you know. But mostly, I would see being games that would get you know that would probably start with the iPad, the new iPad. And get transferred over to Android eventually. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Or maybe these skins are so heavy. Maybe the HTC skin needs a quad core. I don't know. That's what it is, right? My Moto That's Blur right. needs a quad core. <laughs> maybe then it'll run the way they intended. I've always felt like Jeremy? like excessive processing power. Maybe excessive is the wrong word. I've always felt like the more processing power and storage we get and more bandwidth, it just makes programmers lazy. I feel like that's the biggest net effect. Do you think, right? Like, if everything was back in compiler language and we were really lean with our code and our, our devices ran for days on a battery, like, everything was cool. But do you do lose a little functionality, don't you? I mean, maybe if you're a really good coder, you don't. I don't know. I don't know yeah, enough oh yeah, about but it. Just, like, do you remember when, when you went from your first multi-floppy program or game to your first CD game? It wasn't like it was a 50 meg CD. Yeah. That disc was full. 
But I, I feel it like we're getting to a, a a point where what more could you? We have three D realis- uh, uh, realistic textures. Like, how much more information are you going to put into the background of your game? Or uh, you know, it's it's not doing anything else with the physics or anything like that. So I think that's what I'm saying. We're at a point where all you're really doing is just adding glitz to it, right? It's not adding anything well, to the game. Man, Look how real that blood looks. Man, we- Hey, hold on a second. I just want to say, like, we haven't had the time. By we, I mean uh, us Android developers. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not an Android developer, but Android developers haven't had the time, or and you know we like haven't had the time to really see what people can do with uh, a quad core processor, right? Like, think of it. You know, there was always that. Um, there is there is that quad core demo with like that ball that rolls around. Glow you know, ball. That, there's that like clown game. <laughs> yeah, glow ball. Yeah, I don't it's I don't so know what terrible. it was called. Yeah, glow ball. But that looked pretty. That was like pretty astounding, and you couldn't do that on a dual core processor, right? Like that's that true. Was a quad core. Processor. But that's what I'm saying. So is quad core uh, enough? Is there going to be something else? We'll be like, man, this no, this 3D is I, just not real. A, no, I just mean that that's sort of that question, in my opinion, doesn't make sense. Like it's the wrong question to ask, right? Okay. The question isn't. What 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 do we need? And uh, maybe it is, but uh, uh, the question is, is like let's let's do let's do this and then see what developers well, can do with it. What this. you're doing you know is mean? changing. Like, that, that, that's what the Xbox did. That's what I mean. You know, they they develop this hardware and then people make games that take advantage of it. Right, right? but you're and changing, so, Seth. You're uh, you know, changing for the first couple of years. You know, those games aren't any good. Like the Xbox games didn't look that great, but now. Well, you know, maybe it was even closer than that. It was like two years, two or three years after the Xbox came out or whatever, the Xbox 360. Now they totally take advantage of it because they figured out what they can do, all the different textures they can have. Yeah, I get that. Is um, it a phone then or is it my game console? Like we're, we're kind of re, we're, we're reassigning things for these things to do the faster they get, you know? So yeah, don't we want it to be everything? We want I mean, it to be everything. How many? Okay, listen. Vision, like, how many cores do you need for it to be everything? That's what I'm asking. Is that the right question? Yeah, but, but eight. Yeah, do you but, need but, ten. But the one thing is, that the, the everything changes every year, right? Like one. Well, year, I don't know. It's always exists. been about you know, entertainment. Ago, everything. No, what? it's always been about entertainment. It's always been about killing time. It's always been about our lives and being able to share that. I feel like it's always been about that. Things haven't changed that dramatically. Now it's it's still about killing time no, and Matt, entertainment. No, but here's what I mean, though. It's like, you know, three years from now, everything will be 4K, right? Like, three years from now, we'll have 4K television. Not us in the ghetto. With maybe 3D, with maybe 3D that is... Um, uh, I forget the technical term for it, but you don't need glasses. A There's gimmick? A term I can't think of it. It's called a gimmick, I believe. Is no, the no, you're looking no, for. no, but if you have a 3D without glasses, like if you have a glassless 3D that works decently, like that could be kind of cool. Acid. It's called LSD. Yeah, but there's no technical term. If like you do that with, if you can achieve that without LSD, you're making my eyes bleed. I don't want to look at your 4K no, but, screen. I'm sorry. No, but there is research that's saying like old. a 4K television may... There's like things that there's like the resolution that 4K brings makes it easier to do 3D. Okay, and Seth, better. how many cores so do you need like, for 4K? I don't know. Okay, maybe it's maybe Moving eight. On. Maybe who knows? I'm sorry, right? I'm sorry I egg him on. How many like cores this. do you need for 4K video? I'm editing. happy with much, quad cores. Whatever. Need? I want quantum cores. I want all of the cores, but in a probabilistic state, so that I can access them whenever I need them. That's what I want. Okay. I just want a small sun inside of it. <laughs> I want to go supernova 
right in Seth's face. All right, Eric. Are we doing app picks now? <laughs> Do you, are you done with the One X? It's pretty. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, did I'm you done. see this Lego doc? I thought that was kind of awesome. Somebody made a dock for their uh, Galaxy Nexus out of Legos. I think that was cool. And I think it's really awesome that somebody made one out of Legos, but Samsung can't give us a real car dock for the Verizon Galaxy Nexus yet. I bet this has pogo pins in it, huh? Nice work, guys. <laughs> Pretty cool. We'll put links to that in the show notes so you guys can look at it. I'm sure that's really good radio for those listening. What's it look like? It's Legos, and it's a Genex can uh, dock. That's what it looks like. All right, app picks. They, are those push pins? I'm pretty sure those are push pins. What? Those look like push pins they're using underneath the dock. Image four or five. Those are. I think those are push pins. Those are absolutely push pins. And make your own. Make your own car dock out of Legos. Man up. I should, huh? With an NFC on. tag in there that'll make it kick. This person into... can make them out of push pins. You can. I know, that's true. That yeah. is pretty awesome, though. What do you have to lose driving pushpins into the bottom of your phone? Everything will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they're not electrical ta- electrically taped at all or anything. Just bare wires pushpinned in there. They fit, though. No. I mean, that, that works. You don't need that. No. I do need a car dock, though. That's a really good idea. Huh. Go to England. All right, sorry. Pictures. I'll, uh, I'll put links to those there for <laughs> those of you listening at picks jeremy all right so i stumbled onto this rather interesting app called multi reps there's all there are all kinds of workout exercise track what you've done applications and there are even a bunch of these you know we're going to teach you how to do 100 push-ups in a row apps this one is that but it does push-ups sit-ups pull-ups which is why i ended up downloading it Squats and and uh, uh, dips, and so like you can say, here's how many I can do. Here's what my goal is. Here's how many weeks. No, you don't get to tell it how many weeks. It tells you how many weeks. So you put in where you're at and what your goal is, and it'll create a program and say, here's how many sets and here's how many reps you're doing per set for this many weeks, and you should be able to get to your goal. And it's a buck. So if you're a lazy nerd. Forget this. If you don't want to be a lazy nerd, <laughs> download this. Give it a whirl. I'm tired of hey, being Jeremy, a lazy nerd. A... I'm done being a lazy oh, nerd. The... Yeah. That's awesome. So does it just yell what? at you and call you a big fat slob and make you want to get into shape? No, or what? no. It's like, all right. So like I, totally... I told it as an example that, that my goal was to do 25 pull-ups. Sure. And I can do 10 right now. So I said, here's what's up. And it said, all right, it's going to take you, I think it said seven weeks. And so today it wanted me to do five, five sets. The first one was like four. It was like four, five, five, two, as many as you can do. So it's just like giving you random, like you want to do this. And it's like, yeah, that's never going to happen. But I'll tell you, it'll happen in like three years. And then it just tells you to randomly do like do five reps of two. Go. Do two reps of eight. Go. Like, I don't. Is it I don't algorithmic? Think it's random. No. It, it. It. It's. What's that? Is it algorithmic? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely you can calculate. You can work backwards what you want. 
like with weight, like what your one max is, you oh, can work cool. backwards on that stuff. So huh. um, it seems legitimate. Nice. And uh, it's got a built-in timer, like, you know, it'll tell you, okay, you got another round coming up and stuff like that. And, and for a buck, it's actually a pretty decent workout app. So. Well, that's cool. Does it interrupt your day or is it like me. when I get home, then you can tell me to do these? You're not like stopping in the middle of oh, work and being like, hold on, guys, I got to go do know. some pull-ups. Hold on. Yeah, I'm doing pull-ups right now. That's awesome. You're a man, Jeremy. Uh, so, you know, it kind of sucks that this isn't live. But if you go to the Amazon App Store right now, oh, it's no. free. It's free today. Nice. That's, That's how I found it originally. Well, when you guys hear this, this there will be another free app tomorrow or next week. There will be. Tomorrow. All right. Uh, Eric, you got Yeah, I told you. That's a cool app, man, Jeremy. That sounds really cool. I should try right. that. Eric? Okay, so now I, I kind of feel a little inadequate um, <laughs> since Jeremy actually makes people healthy. Um, mine makes them more unhealthy because it's a game. <laughs> Yin and yang, um, if, buddy. So if you if you want to get fatter, don't download uh, don't download multi reps. Download Ash, A S H. It's uh, so it it sort of reminds me of uh, like when I was younger, I played Final Fantasy Legend on my uh, on my Game Boy. I think maybe like Game Boy Color or something. And uh, it's sort of like that style RPG. It's put out by Konami, um, and uh, they just put it out, I want to say, like, last week. So it's just a really fun, like, 16-bit uh, JRPG. So, the, I mean, the story's okay. Um, but I, it's a great way to, to kill a little time. Um, I've already bought it, so I don't remember how much it is. I think it's like a buck ninety-nine or something. So if you like that sort of crap, go out there and buy it. Yeah, I actually had to, I had to download this on my Droid 2. Eric, I yeah. have to ask you: do, Does the Konami code work on that? Did they bring that into their applications? That'd be so awesome. It's all touch, man. It's you all touch. But I should try that on up, the keyboard. Up, yeah, yeah, true. I see. They also yeah. they did Frogger, also pretty cool game. Yeah, this, I mean, the other stuff kind of seems lame. This, this I think has been out on the uh, on iOS for maybe like a year, um, but they've updated the graphics and everything for the Android release. Um, so I, I really hope that they keep doing this sort of a thing because I don't think there's enough, uh, you know, fun RPG games like this for, uh, for the Android. So go to the play market and grab it or whatever you call it. Go play. (laughs) Go play. Go play with yourself. An RPG. All right. Uh, awesome pick. Joey. Is Joey with us? Joey is not on, on Skype. He's having voice issues, but he's in the chat. Oh. Uh, he does have a pick in there if you want to read it. Uh, Joey says his pick is Global. No, that was mine. <laughs> um, go ahead, uh, Seth. Okay, so mine is... Hold on, i got to turn on my touchpad to remember the name of it. It is um, it's called Screen Timeout. And um, what it is, it's a... What I, what I, my problem was is... I was listening to like Pandora, and I wanted to. I was, so I had my just tablet sitting on the side while I was studying, and every once in a while I wanted to look up and check who, who the um, who the band was that was playing, but my screen would keep timing out. <laughs> so it was really annoying. So I had to like reach up, click the power button, flip it on, you know, I mean, unlock it. But I want that to be sort of the normal. Like I want to normally my screen to shut off, but I just don't want that for the little bit. Put down this app called Screen Time, where I, you know, it's just it just ends up being a little widget on your home screen. They just press it, and it just uh, changes it to you know zero, like no timeout. And then you press it again, and it goes back to default. 
So it was a great little app that solved my uh, problem. You know, I don't know. It, it didn't look like it needed any permissions that were weird, but, um, you know, it's it's kind of a small. There weren't that many reviews or downloads of it, so download at your own risk, but it is in the Android market or Android uh, Play market. So I love safer. this. I love this pick because basically you picked an app that puts a widget on the on the screen for something you can just change in settings. <laughs> yeah, but it takes so long. Hey, maybe yeah, he can't on his though. device. Maybe he can't. You don't know, Eric. Don't make fun of Seth. No. So, so, the, oh, so the big thing with this is that you can just tap it and it cycles through all of those. That was just buttons. one button. Exactly. It's like a, well, <laughs> the thing is, is, is that power widget comes... It's like the same thing that, that power widget does. You know what I mean, and that comes standard on everything. It comes standard on CM7. It comes standard on, you know what I mean. So it's I'm like it's just like a power widget. What's that? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just being a jerk. I can't. I'm sorry. Thanks. What else is new? Thanks, jerk. No, that's I, a I good. My listen, problem, and it was great. That's a good so, app, Seth. I'm glad it solved oh, a problem you were having. <laughs> Seth, you need to put a comment on in the Google in Google Play that says it solved my problem. <laughs> stop it! Stop it! We have to end this. Okay, moving no, on. There's one thing I want to mention. Oh, Wait please. One second. Uh, Google Play does have a sale today. I don't know how long it's going on, but it's for their favorites, and their everything's like forty nine cents. They got some pretty sweet games in here, like Dead Space is in here. Um, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit is in here. World of Goo is in here. Nova 2 is in here. Uh, Paper Camera. Hold on, World of Goo? Camera All right, you guys, gotta, you guys gotta finish this show. I, I have to get World of Goo. Isn't there like TuneIn Radio Pro is on there, I believe, too? Yeah, TuneIn Radio, and then so is SwiftKey. It's SwiftKey I love, by the way, so I highly recommend that. These are small. Uh, so, I don't know. This might not be up by the time we get the show up, but if it's still up, you should go check that out, people. Oh, Seth, you should down if you like dinosaurs, you should download It's Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> it's forty nine cents. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. Good good job, Seth. Thank you. Um Sherwin, do you have a pick for us? I know you do, please. Um yes, I was gonna talk about a different one, but I'm actually gonna recommend uh Cerberus anti theft. C E R B E R U S anti theft. Basically, it's kind of like your kind of like your standard location uh, detection for your device, but it does a heck of a lot more than just that. Let's say, for instance, if you lose your device and you're able to do the basic of looking it up on GPS and all that good stuff, but then it also takes it a step farther by allowing you to, if someone used the phone to make certain calls and things like that, you can go ahead and now from the web interface, see what numbers was dialed. You can take pictures of the phone if someone entered the password incorrectly once or twice. They'll take a picture of the individual that is from so the front-facing cool. camera. Take a, picture so cool. who, take a picture of who's doing it. If someone sends messages from your phone, you can also check for that. It can do video. If someone has the phone, you lost your phone, you can pretty much do video clips to pretty much get an idea of where your phone is. My phone on the train, you know, what stop is potentially. You can record audio. I mean, you can, you can do a ton of stuff with this thing. And they were actually giving it away free. I think they stopped doing it starting as of like uh, March 1st or something like that. But it's, the app is basically, I believe it's now like $4 or something like that for the app. But it's, it's a pretty awesome app. I've tested several of them before. 
from their prey project to lookouts and a whole bunch of different ones. But so far, I think this one's pretty much the best as far as when it comes to that. Now, what if someone... So, yeah, that's my epic. I got, that's a cool app. Go ahead. But if it can do that, like, what's to stop it from just doing that all the time? Like, I know that's a dumb question, but, like, somebody out there is going to be like, no, well... No, that's actually a pretty interesting... It's a transparency grenade. Oh, but you're talking about if someone actually use it, the instead of looking for something, they actually just use it to do that all the time? Right, because it has those permissions. It can access that. Obviously, it needs to to be able to do that if you say, please do this. But what's to stop it from just doing that all the time and just listening to you whenever, taking your picture when you're texting like a retard, you know? Like, I don't know. That's a dumb question, but... No, it's actually not a dumb question because when I brought this app up to my boss, that's one of the first questions he asked, and I told him I, I thought about that. So the flip side of that would have been, I would have now mentioned to him the app I was going to originally mention, which was uh, LBE Privacy, LBE Privacy Guard. And basically that app just allows you to see pretty much anything that's going on on your phone permission-wise. You can install an app, give an app a certain permission during installation, then you can just take it way back from them by using LBE Privacy Guard. And, you know, you can do a whole lot of much more cool stuff with this. You can see which apps have access to SMS, which one have access to your contacts, have access to just about anything. You can strip it the worst that it can notify. You can have it if you don't be short. I mean, but it will kind of work against you, but you can just have it set up that you can monitor this app to see what it's doing. But, yeah, if you – it's just one of those things, I guess, because uh, my end response to him was you can choose to trust this company of doing that to you, or you can just lose your phone altogether and don't have a way of getting it back. I mean, and you got to trust someone, right? That's a good point. That's definitely a good point. I just noticed, I'm sorry, Osmos HD is 49 cents also. That's an amazing game. Um, that's really, I like that. I, I want to just set it in random places and then just tell it to like randomly turn on and record just for fun. But also, if you yeah, use your phone. I'm sure it can be used to that too. And you can also, which is even good, you can even hide it from the app draw. Make it disappear. Very cool. You can just, it, yeah. it, that sounds yeah, like pretty, a, yeah. just what yeah. malware is made to do. Like, you just get it and then you make it disappear yeah, exactly. and then it can listen to mm-hmm. you and take pictures while you're texting. <laughs> like, that's, that's ideal. <laughs> can it send text yeah. messages also? It, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you ever yeah, lose your phone, you wish you had that. If you ever lose your phone, I haven't, I haven't lost mine yet, but I can imagine. All right, uh, I've lost mine at least once or twice. Let's go ahead. Really, man, I can't. It's like losing. No, my but I have, laptop. I have to get it back both times, though. Yeah, really. That's that's. I got it. I, I got it back both times, and the last time I lost it. Uh, Oversight. I actually jumped in. Yes, I jumped in the cab actually behind the bus that I left it on, and I caught up with it and I got it back. So yeah, all times I got it back. <laughs> Joey, what was Joey's app? I couldn't find it in the thing. Joey's app is my data manager. Ah. It gives an app by app breakdown of usage of both Wi-Fi and mobile data, and. What with AT&T deciding that three gigabytes is all anyone could ever possibly imagine to use, thus unlimited, starting to keep track of things like your data usage is a good idea. 
especially if you're on AT&T. And honestly, what's to stop even Verizon from saying, oh yeah, everyone that was grandfathered in with Unlimited, now you have a cap also. They they somehow have it, and this, this is not a conversation for the end of the show, but they somehow have it in their heads that that <laughs> fixes the excuse of not upgrading their towers more or whatever they're... That, that'll fix the congestion. Like, no, 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 it won't. Anyway, all right, I got an app just to keep you, help you, help you stay lazy. Just, I'm with Eric this week. Just be a lazy, just don't ever leave your couch. Just sit here and listen to podcasts and read things on the internet about tech on groovypost.com and a new domain.net. But this app is cool if you don't have a keyboard in front of you because you're one computer has screens everywhere and sometimes you need a, com- a keyboard to type thanks when you download something. I don't know. Sometimes you just need a keyboard. Uh, it's called Gmote, but it not only is a keyboard, it is also a touchpad so you can have your mouse. It also will scan your media so you can just go on your phone and say, play this, and it'll just start playing on your computer over your loudspeakers. Uh, Gmote does so much cool stuff, but it, it's free in the market. Uh, or excuse me, it's free if you want to play. Is that is that? How do you say that? I don't even know how to say this now. Go I, I all I know is you don't say it like that. Go play. <laughs> That's not sound G- right. Gmote, it, it's their fault. They didn't give us any copy for this. They didn't say they were changing. They. But so <laughs> go get it in the Android market and play with it with yourself. It's really cool. It'll play videos. It will also <laughs> check this out. It will stream media from your computer to your phone. It has a hard time with video right now. And it's still I think that's still in beta, but it streams music perfectly. I can do it on 3G when I'm at work. I can hit this network here through the port forwarding you have to set this all up obviously but uh and i can play my whole collection that's on the computer it's like google music but better i guess i don't know it's just like google music but it's all built into this one app and you have a keyboard and a mouse if you ever need it so gmote and if i did that pick already before i'm sorry i don't remember so there you have it games matt i have something i need to say yes please Tyrannosaurus thing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, you guys. This has always been a fun time. Sherwin, thanks for joining us again, man. We love having you. Hey, Not a problem. It was pretty cool being on hey, a did we, did we ever get out the apps address to his survey or something like that? Are we going to do that, or how does that work out? Yeah, we'll put it on the in so, the yeah, show you notes. Can, you, you, if you want to just say what it is, if it's a quick link, for sure. Oh, yeah, it's quick link, uh, bit.ly slash info lookup. Uh, you guys want anything? You want to plug anything you guys have been writing? Have you guys been writing, Jeremy, lately? Um, I've been writing, not heavy, you know. Anything you want to plug? I'm scattering stuff. I'm just, I'm spending a lot more time behind the scenes at a new domain, so. Okay. Uh, Eric, I'm you exhausted. plug anything you're writing? Yeah. I honestly uh, haven't written anything recently. I'm working on a few things, and uh, yeah, okay. so maybe in the future. Seth. Sorry. You you got a couple Linux pieces coming up, don't you? Yep, that's what I'm working on right now. It's a few Linux things. I'm I'm still waiting for the torrents to finish downloading now. <laughs> well, Seth, uh, I had one. Um, Did you write about the? Linux? <laughs> it's kind of a kind of an opinion piece where I talked about 
uh, people, I was on a plane where there was a, like a drunk guy and he was getting out of hand and he hit the stewardess or I mean, the steward and it was a big mess. And anyways, it was just like, it was just my reflections on how, um, you know, there was like two guys helping out and everyone else was taking pictures and video of the whole situation. You know what I mean? So is that wow. where we've gone as a it was society? Just ridiculous how everyone wants to be the one to get the traffic, right? Everyone wants to be the one with that picture on their profile. So you go to them to look at it, right? Is that what it's about? Or do you just pull out your phone when you see some stupid pop off? Yeah. To me, I mean, I don't know. I had, I had a little bit more, the piece got, uh, it was, I mean, a little bit, well, you know, it was really good, but I had a little bit more like commentary about like, it seems to me like, you know, we rely so much now on, pictures to be storytellers for us you know what i mean like we no longer oh, we no longer suck. is okay just to be like to tell what's that i said oh yeah we do well, huh we suck now <laughs> well you know you know what i mean we're like we no longer like tell a story and then they're like oh yeah that's great they're like we'll give a picture of that you know or the, the whole mantra of like pics or didn't, didn't happen yeah dude and, for sure yeah, exactly. And I think that, that I think we're losing something. I feel like that has to like be we, in place though because people are liars and they'll be like, "Dude, I was totally there and I saw this." And it's like, "Well, did you really or are you just lying to me?" I just know, to be but, cool. But what I mean is that like there was there was you know, I lived in the south for about 3 there years was when I got my and masters. And there is like a storytelling skill down there that we do that I mean up in the north where I lived, we have lost, I feel like. And and I think that Phones are making it even worse. We're sort of like, uh, we now rely on like a, a quick Twitter update with a picture. It could be like, I was on a plane and this guy was freaking out and hit the stewardess. Here's a picture. You know what I mean? As opposed to like uh, actually telling the story now and being a part of it. You know what I mean? So it was just, I mean, it was, it was a lot shorter than I'm making out right now. But just my worry that like phones are making us, you know, uh, documentarians and paparazzi <laughs> and not like participants. So particularly on this plane, right? Like I would have liked people to, more people to. I mean, people were willing to help, and it was in our control. But then it would be like, quit taking pictures. But do you feel like like it would have gotten? Would it have gotten more out of control if everybody would have jumped in and and nobody would have had it on camera? And all of a sudden, the stewardess is like, "Where's my wallet?" Or you know, something, some stupid like that. I I don't know. I feel like people need to be filmed because. I mean, there's a point obviously where like you're helping is actually doing more harm, right? And that's like an individual call. Um, you just need to, you know, think about, like, use your head and think about that. But, you know, but even for the people that were helping, right? Like, did they want to be filmed? You mean, or like, you know, did they want their faces splattered all over the internet as like, you know, or, you know, especially when it was like, you know, there were times when they were like actually holding, like, to make a long story short, they actually cleared the seat out behind me and they moved, this guy was in exit row, so they were worried about him opening the door, you know? And so, um, oh, wow. they actually moved, they actually moved the seat like directly behind me and he was uh, so was my wife she he, this guy was actually sitting behind him and so for the last two hours of the flight we were going from minneapolis to la um this guy like these two guys had their elbows in this guy's back and was like forcing his head into his knees so that he wouldn't like go crazy because he like they tried to let him settle down and he settled down for a minute and then he like just started thrashing around again right so for the next like hour and a half these guys literally were like leaning their entire body weights on their elbows directly into his like kidney back. You know what I mean? To keep it under control. LA is crazy. And while they're doing this, like people are sitting there like filming him, filming them. You know what I mean? And like, they can't go anywhere. They're holding him down. And there's like all these people just like having their smartphones, like painted up, like point at their face as this guy's like screaming. And you know what I mean? You're like, quit abusing me. I can't, you know what I mean? And there's like two regular, these aren't like police officers. These That's are two, past, why. two guy past. 
That's why they you know they, I mean? were, they were waiting for Lieutenant John Pike to roll in there and just pepper spray him. That's what they were waiting for. Every ever since the Occupy, I thought it was movie. a really good piece, Seth. I, I really enjoyed reading it, and I liked the commentary that it facilitated in the comments. Yes, right. And I would encourage everyone to go check it out because I think it brings up a really good point. I mean, what was the dilemma? of technology in that situation and it really got me thinking right. and I appreciated that and uh, took the further plug that it's up at a new domain on that good stuff that's really interesting I want to like talk more about it but we have to end this like we have to so <laughs> thank you uh, everybody groovypost.com a new domain on it check us out uh, attackoftheanimus.com you guys can email us questions all that stuff if you want to know what phone to get we'll tell you uh, show at attackoftheanimus.com follow us on twitter and the facebook page and the google plus and all that and we'll catch you guys next week Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out online at attackoftheandroids.com.